Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blinds' huge New Year's sale where you'll save up to 40%. Shop now at abcblinds.com.au. Hi and welcome to this podcast. Welcome to this podcast. Hello. Lovely to have you here. You might be in your car at the moment listening mm. to this podcast. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or in your home. Yes, quite Listening positive. to this podcast. Yeah, we're at uh, anywhere, Kimber, that uh, somebody might be listening to this podcast. Or perhaps you're in the street or walking the dog. Maybe Could be you've doing just that. Got your headphones on. And, yeah. yep. mm-hmm. Could be listening to another podcast yeah. while you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, there's a Hollywood movie that's going to begin filming in Gosnells very soon. Finally. 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 City of Gosnells as a Beckenham boy was a big part of my life. And, mm-hmm. and for years I've been asking, why is there not a feature film set in Gosnells? Mm, it's great Here point. it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you pranked Have you pranked somebody? Oh, I want to prank with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Pranks are tough. Uh, we also had the maths expert, the relationship expert, John Aiken, come in. I liked him. And he was telling us all, I, I feel like he very diplomatically talked about some of the characters sure, in the cast. Sure, this year. sure. Mm-hmm. It was diplomatic. Um, we opened the fun bucket for Kimber's big ones for the first time. That was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I've got um, an interesting follow up thing to that, by the way. Oh, you're going to say that the answer was wrong, aren't you? No, well, I'm, no, well, I'm going to say I was right slash wrong. Oh, okay. So the Western Rock Lobster has 10 legs. Oh. But, right. but yeah, others have eight. Well, others have eight, depending on which lobster it is that you're talking about, because oh. those two claw things at the front might not necessarily be counted as legs. I can't right. believe I didn't specify what kind of lobster I was talking about. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. okay. That's fine. Lucky that's, they that's win a prize good. anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's fine. I don't, I mean, we haven't got time for this really, but I would have thought the very idea of having different numbers of legs makes you a different species. Yeah, I thought so. Do you so. know what I mean? Yeah, like mm. arachnids. Yeah. Uh, you know, eight. Yeah. yeah. And then, anyway. Um, <laughs> what's been following you around these school holidays? Not much. Not much. Not much? No, I don't have kids. Oh, Nothing yeah. follows if me around. you've got kids, stuff follows it's you around. dreamy. Yeah. Um, How's your nails? Hey, looking great. If you're yeah. a chronic nail biter, I've got the solution. Okay. Mm. Cool. All that and more in this podcast. It is the milestone 10th season wow. of Married at First Sight. It premieres Monday, January 30 at 7.30 on Channel 9 and 9 Now. Uh, in the studio as we speak, one of the relationship experts we've seen across all 10 seasons, John Aiken joins us. I'm sorry we don't have any tin or aluminium for you, mate. I'm pretty sure that's the 10th anniversary Oh, is it? Gift, yes. I thought yeah, it was going to be a bit aluminium. more special than that, yes. Aluminium. Yeah. Oh, being here is special enough. <laughs> um, yes, it's the 10th year. And it was amazing because when I first got on board this show back in 2015, we didn't really see that it would become as big as it has. So mm. for me, I've loved the ride. It's sort of addictive TV, really. Mm, and I guess we all want to know whether or not we can find love instantly and can we make a relationship work with someone we don't really know in a short period of time. Yeah, yeah. There's been some successes, though. There has, uh, thankfully, because, you know, <laughs> we put all this work into matching and what we find is that uh, a number of them, once the show begins and the experiment proper uh, starts, they fall apart. But uh, you've got to have some fairy tales in there. And this year we do have uh, some love mixed in with uh, plenty of drama. Mm. Uh, we have one or two people on this show, I would say, in terms of big personalities that are really dominating. Um, mm. How much responsibility do you feel? Because obviously we, we, we've come into a very different era in terms of sexual politics. 
And, uh, you know, there have been some criticisms of the show about toxic relationships and why aren't you stopping them when there are red flags flying? I can understand that must be a, a difficult balancing act when we all know that you're also making television. It's yeah. not actually reality or it's edited reality. Look, my role now is really to deliver home truths and, and, and sort of give them tough love. Yeah. And so if we see bad behaviour or toxic patterns or times where communication goes off the tracks, then uh, you'll hear me. Mm. Um, I don't yell at them, but I certainly go very hard at Actually, I do, uh, I think on occasions, yell this year. Do you really? Yeah, because if you just let them get away with it, then they're not going to change their behavior. But also the audience that wa is watching mm. feels like, uh, well, you know, they're not being held to account. I don't get it. I've never been able to understand how they do not get that they're on a television show and they're being filmed. What What is it? When you oh, get inside their heads, is it that they just forget they're on a TV show and they're being filmed at every moment? It is a great point. And I still, to this day, am surprised when we when I say, all right, well, um, should we take a look back on your journey mm. in this experiment? <laughs> yes. And we roll the footage of all their bad behaviour, and at that moment, their face drops. Okay, John, uh, I've got one question for you. I'm not going to say who this person's name is, mm, but one of the contestants looking. in the show this year, we know. Yes. Um, can I ask how you think this person performs in the show? Is this going to be someone that, we, we, are they going to fall into the goody or the baddie category? Um, look, I won't mention his name. No, no. no. But um, I found him... Uh, well, he's a key player in the show, for starters, but oh. I, found him, I found him to be really solid. Okay. Like, oh, you could, throw, right, you could okay. throw anything at that guy, yep. and he didn't waver. He was the same authentic person right the way through. Okay. Nice. All right. And I, I think we all warmed to him. Wow. But here's something to, to look out for. Western Australia is well represented this year. Finally getting noticed. <laughs> Finally getting noticed. <laughs> Well, John, it's lovely to have you here, mate, and thanks for joining us in the studio. The milestone 10th season of Merit at First Sight, it premieres Jan 30, 7.30 on Channel 9 and 9 now, and we cannot wait. Good on you, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. Pete, Matt and Kimber. What's happening, Perth? Can we please start with Barrow and Eshays? Oh, please. The Eshay, you know, we, we've talked about it most of this week and, and, you know, have a bit of fun with it. We'd all heard the terms, didn't quite know what, it, you know, the correct term. But Barra's come out. We love his opinion pieces Adrian in Perth Barrich. now. A yep. Adrian Barrich, the one and only. Taught me a few things. Staunching someone is to steal from them. Oh. A few terms. Uh, a gronk, which is clearly what I am, two eshes, which is an annoying person. Oh. Uh, but he's made, made a few gags about it, but basically has said, hang on a minute, there's nothing new here. These are just kids who are trying to identify with the group and feel that they belong. And as they mostly come from lower socioeconomic groups, it's easy to demonise them all. Mm. Yeah, true. So uh, and, and to change people's change your opinion on people based on fashion, like today, where Matt seems like he's joining a completely different club. Have you like this you is mean? almost like a bit of a golfing shirt he's for wearing you? A polo. I look. I've got you two do look of like them. a slightly I wore different... the other one yesterday as well <laughs> with the collar. <laughs> it's lovely. 
I was uh, like, are I you like transitioning it. out of Eshe and into kind of like grown adult? Into retiree, <laughs> semi-retired. <laughs> I thought I'd been doing that for six years, but it turns out you've got to wear it first and then you become it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I live for Barra's weekly. I love him. Barra's. I really do. He's awesome. Uh, we will have Barra back on the show this year once the footy kicks in. Uh, Perth, a major Hollywood film. There's a Hollywood film happening in Perth. Uh, it's happening. Starts filming on Monday. City of Gosnells. City of Gosnells. What a time! Don't mind. <laughs> the city Far of Gosnells. Out. I didn't yeah. know that Gosnells was the the place to film. Apparently, yeah. that, that would be where it was at. I mean, there's some pretty things there. I actually looked up to see what Gosnells had kicking around because I mean, I've been through Gosnells. I used to work there mm-hmm. back in the day, but don't know the surrounding areas. Um, I looked up the top five things to do in Gosnells according oh. to TripAdvisor. What do we got? Because I thought it might help us out with the oh, movie yes. and setting the setting the scene. Uh, first top top one thing to do in Gosnells, uh, Ellis Brook Valley Reserve. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Apparently beautiful. a beautiful reserve. Yeah. Looks looks very pretty. Um, number two, the city of Gosnells Museum, the Wilkinson Homestead. Okay. Also a hot place. Oh, I absolutely love it. We used to go there all the time. Number three, the mosque. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Also great place. For a religious uh, experience. Number mm-hmm. four, Forest Lakes Forum. Forest Lakes Forum, they say it's because it's got a Coles and a Woolworths, so that's helping people out. And that's what the city of Gosnells does, something for everyone. Well, the reason, I, and normally you'd think you'd go from five to one. Yeah. You'd think I'd work my way up to the top thing. The reason I've gone the other way is because I feel like it was in a better order this way, because okay. the top five things, the fifth thing to do in Gosnells, according to TripAdvisor, is the Craft Days Sewing World. Are you joking? Nope. I can't believe that the Gosnells Railway Markets didn't get a run. Hasn't even had a look in, mate. Forest Lakes Forum, well ahead of it. You've got a you've got a giant steam train sitting inside under a yeah. shed. You've got some of the greatest market stalls that yeah, are but in it's there. No mosque, is it? Oh, it's no mosque. <laughs> I mean, have you, have you tried the $9 special Chinese at that lunch bar? I haven't, no. no. Far out. Yeah, it's incredible. Forget your zip line. That's right. You know, get out to the city of Gosnells. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm not even upset. I'm not upset at this. I'm actually finding it quite catchy, right? Mm. But there's a certain particular theme that's been running around our house over the course of the school holidays. Okay. And um, forgive me if you're listening to this and this is going to really conjure up some strong feelings inside the pit of your stomach, parents. As I play this particular piece of music, but I'm going to do oh it God, anyway. Oh God, it's not going to be Frozen. Let it go. We've it's moved not Frozen. On, let it go. We've, we've Baby Shark. On. We've no, moved no, on from there. We've moved okay, on. Yeah. We've moved on from all that stuff. It's we're a now seasonal, really. We're now into this. My mummy says I'm a miracle. It's on Netflix. <laughs> My daddy says I'm a special little guy. And it's been following us around ever since it debuted, just before Christmas. And I reckon we watch it twice a day, every day for the entire school holidays. Love that. And then not only that, but because we have Spotify, mm-hmm. it follows us outside with the iPad. Yeah. What is it? Just a series of children? It just sounds like your kids. This is the opening to Matilda the Musical. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful musical. Very good It's a beautiful musical. It's and this gorgeous. Is why I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even necessarily mad about her angry. This is not an angry Ray, no. right? Because I actually find it quite catchy. Yep. It's just the fact that every day, twice a day, and then out into the backyard, Spotify on the iPad, and then in the car, if we're going somewhere, Dad, here, give us your iPhone, please. I want to put on Matilda the Musical. Thank you very much. 
It makes me think how annoying I must be, or as we are as adults, when you know someone you'll be trying to find something on a streaming service, and you go, "No, I've seen that." It's like, yeah, like ten years ago, <laughs> they saw that this morning, and they still and they want to watch, watch it, it again. again. Although, look, you have to educate me here, as you know, I don't have children. Yeah, it feels like kids go through phases. Like you have, you'll come in and you'll be like, "Oh, this holidays, my kids are like, will not let this thing go. Yeah. They keep doing this. They keep watching this. They keep playing." this. Well, the last one I brought to you was happened? was Sing Two. Oh yeah, yes. it was this last school holiday big one. And was before Sing that, too. it was the Enchanted. It was Enchanted, yeah. No, Encanto. Oh, Encanto. Encanto. Sorry. Right. Yeah, Encanto. Which me. Encanto. Or, Encanto. I think in Spanish or whatever the uh, it happens to be is Enchanted yeah. anyway. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, the, the Encanto. But, but it know, could be a thing right? too. It could be like those puppets or those fidgets. You know, there's always a some right. obsession. They do. Yes, they toys. obsess over yep. something yeah. for a certain period of time. And it usually happens around the school holidays. And I would like to hear about what's been following you around these school holidays, please. Because okay. Lyle Lyle Crocodile came out as well. We went to see the movie. Okay. So that's another one. It met, like it, it hasn't been too bad, actually, because when there's there has been a bit of variety in our household. Because when we haven't had Matilda the Musical, occasionally a Lyle Lyle Crocodile song will pop up. I'm unfamiliar with that particular work. Are you I'll, saying I'll get you Lyle, a bit of audio. Lyle? Lyle Lyle, Lyle Crocodile. Crocodile. Yeah. Sean Mendes plays the crocodile. Is that right? It's a cracking film. It's okay. a cracking film. Really catchy. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. Are kids still into slime? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, it's still into slime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're still into slime. Yeah. We've been into slime for six years, and considering we have like an 18-month-old coming into it, we'll be there mm. for another oh, six no. years or so. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We're through that. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God. Exactly. Everyone's like, oh, God, we're through the slime stage. What's yeah. been Ooh. following you around these school holidays, uh, whether it's the music, it's films, it's toys, I'd love to hear from you this morning. Morning, parents, please. Natasha in Darlington. Bit late at the party on what? On the Sing movie, the first one. Oh, Natasha. You're getting it yeah. for the first time. It's so good. Yeah. Well, it was. Oh, yeah. But the 200th time, because it's, yeah, like, yes. like you, where movie and Spotify soundtrack yeah. all the time. Yeah. I yeah. hear you. Is yeah. it like one of those jokes that's funny, then not funny, then becomes funny again? Well, Do you yeah. sort of go through an emotional roller coaster with it, Natasha? Uh, I don't know. I haven't got to the funny again part. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Natasha, if you're just watching it in the background, how many of the lyrics can you repeat to the movie, do you think? Solidly, oh, most of the bit? Yeah, quite a few. The, the, the one that gets she goes through the song and puts it on repeat, is the bit where they go, oh, my gosh, look at her butt, because she's obsessed with the butt. Yeah, oh, sure. my sure. gosh. gosh. Look at look her, her butt. butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. It's the bunnies on stage. I mean, yeah. I've, the bunny. I've yeah. heard this song yeah. before. It's so big. I mean, it's not the same song, but it sounds the same. <laughs> um, Kerry and Yanship, hi. Hi. What's following you around? It's a song called It's Corn. It's Corn. It's Corn. It's Corn. So you say you were going to the shop, so we've got to go get something, and straight away, are we going to get its corn? And off they go, and it's, it's done my head. It's even made my playlist. They've got one on my phone and made on my playlist. It's right. big on TikTok at the moment. Yeah. It's corn. I really like corn. What do you like about corn? It's corn. A big lump with knobs. It has the juice. A big lump with... You know, it's good. It does have the juice. The whole thing is from a um, show called Recess Therapy, where a dude interviews kids from the age of two to nine, and this kid Tariq talked a bunch about corn mm. and how it's it's a big lump with knobs on it and it has the juice, and he turned it into <laughs> they turned it into a song. Uh, yeah, it's great with butter, and yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> 
knobs on it. It's got the juice. Uh, Jackie, I actually quite like the song. In Ellenbrook. Hi, what's following you around these school holidays? Um, Peppa Pig. Oh, of course, uh, Peppa Pig. How Peppa. old? How old are you kids? She's three, but I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old as well. Oh, so you would have um, gone through it. Has Peppa Pig been in your house for like a whole generation mm. now? Like, No, because I have two boys. She's the only girl. Oh, the boys the went youngest. into Peppa Pig. No, no. They went to like Thomas the Tank Engine yeah, and sure. like McQueen and stuff. Yeah. Peppa Pig. Yeah, I hear you. This is my little brother, Jackie. This is we. So we we go through sort of three different lots. Mila's starting to break out of that stage of the the younger kid cartoons, mm. but yeah. uh, occasionally she'll still dip into Peppa Pig, and we're we're flipping between Peppa Pig and Bluey because right. Ollie's just starting to get into Bluey now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she hasn't discovered Bluey yet. I think um, when the Peppa Pig phase is over, she'll. Into a different phase. Oh, you just wait, Jackie. If she gets into <laughs> if she gets into Bluey, it's all over. You're gonna absolutely yeah. love it. You'll be sitting there watching those seven minute episodes with her as well. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I so. already do that with Peppa Pig, so I don't doubt that. Good on you, Jackie. Have nice. a good day. There you go. Pete, um, when you become a real grown up, you can watch the cartoon YOLO Crystal Fantasy. That'll never happen. You know that. Timbers, big ones. You could win a crappy prize. Oh, feels good to hear that. It does, yeah. And not could. You will win a you crappy will. prize. Yeah, we'll have to change the wording on that. <laughs> Georgie and Yanship, good morning. Welcome to the first good. Kimber's Big Ones for the year. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, Georgie, you just woke up this morning and you thought, yeah, I'm up for this. I can I can play Kimber's Big Ones. Have you played before yeah, in the car nice. or at home? In the car, on the way to work, pulled over at the moment. Okay, oh, good cool, stuff. Cool. Well, I can tell you there's a packet of chicken twisties or a football that you can strap to yourself, <laughs> kick it, and then it comes back and smacks you in the face. They're one of the many, <laughs> many gifts that are available. There's some paddle ball in there. That looks like some some badminton, not badminton bats, but like what are those called? Are they paddle ball? I can't see what With you're looking at. With the ball attached to it? No, it's not, not attached. Quite, it's no. just like separate paddles. I don't know. It's, anyway. like, it's, it's okay. table tennis, but not quite there. Okay. okay. Anyway, well, let's see how we go. Today, Georgie, you're putting these things in order uh, from most to least. Okay? From most to least, um, the items are the number of eyes on a bee. Oh. The number of legs on a lobster. Okay. And the number of stomachs in a cow. Okay. Um, so eyes well, on a I'm bee, sure. legs on a lobster, stomachs in a cow, and we need the number from most to least. What is your thinking out loud, Georgie? I'm pretty sure cows have seven stomachs. I'm pretty sure that's the fact I remember. Okay. I think, um, unless it's seven parts of the stomach. Um, I feel like bees have many, many, many eyes. Yeah, see, it's a tough Many. one with bees, bees, isn't it? Yeah. Because they could have, yeah. you could have lots and lots of eyes, and sometimes they're in a collective eye. Yeah. And then yeah, sometimes, but yeah. But there's, there's, I don't know, there's on those movies, and when you see through an eye, a bee's eyes, it's those lots of little windows, like yes. hexagons everywhere. Mm. I know what you mean, yeah. That's mm. what yeah. I'm thinking. Yep. Georgie, this is good, really this is food, good so thinking out loud. Very good thinking. And legs <laughs> on a lobster, sorry, what do you think? Uh, I don't really eat seafood, but I'm sure a lobster. Has eight legs of 
six legs or something. Well, you know, something Georgia, like you that. can check in oh, with a friend. You can phone a friend. Pete and Matt are both here, and, and one of hello. them knows a little bit yes, more Corelli about the fishing seafood. industry than yeah. the other. <laughs> okay, who, who knows seafood? Pete's right. family are all in seafood. Yeah, I spent a lot of time going cray fishing over the holidays, actually. I saw okay. Justin Longmuir at Coburn Ark yesterday afternoon. He's a crayfishing man too. Okay. Oh, can yeah. either of you confirm how many legs a crayfish has? I can confirm. Um, is a crayfish a lobster? Uh, a crayfish is yeah. a lobster okay. and a lobster a is a crayfish, at least here in Western Australia. Okay. Um, but you've got eight and then there's eight. the then there's a couple of little tiny legs that sort of sit at the top above well, they're it. Still they're legs. the tastiest ones. <laughs> well, no, those, those are, and then there's two horns as well. So don't uh, get the, the two little <laughs> confused with the two horns. Okay. I'd run with it. So Georgie said and, at least eight. Yeah. Mm. And, the, and other limbs. And the stomachs. I mean, okay. look, I, I reckon it might have, uh, four came to mind, but maybe seven's right. Four. Okay, let's okay, lock okay, in, Georgie. What are you thinking? The, the number least. from most to least, eyes on a bee, legs on a lobster, or stomachs in a cow. Let's go. I think it's going to be in that exact order. Bees are the most, um, then lobsters, and then the cow stomachs. Okay. Okay. Well, I can I confirm for you that um, in last place, we do have the stomachs in a cow. They have four. Cool. Right, there you go. Four, four stomachs. Okay. Yeah. Four. Um, I four can tell stomachs. you that. Spent a fortune on my lanta. The legs <laughs> on a lobster, ten legs. Is that right? Well, I don't ten know legs. if you. It's, it's a hard I've one been because, like, those two little things at the top, they're hardly legs, but anyway. Mm. Well, they're calling them legs. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> with legs on a lobster, ten. Um, eyes on a bee. Hmm. Five. Oh. Five. They collect them. They're, co- you know, they're kind of a bunch of eyes, but they're five. Yeah, because they make they're like they're like independent eyes with lots of different eyes within them, like windows yeah, within them. Okay. So it goes actually legs Should on a lobster, specs, eyes though. on a bee, stomachs <laughs> on a cow. But Georgie, you still win something from the bucket of fun. Yay! Thanks for playing and good. Sh- thank you for Thanks. showing you're working out. Well <laughs> no worries. Good on you, Georgie. Good on you, Georgie. Have a good day. Andrew, thank you. Oh goodness me! Legs on. I mean, look, I'm I'm happy. Five to, eyes. Five, five eyes, eyes on a bee. Very strange, doesn't it? A weird number. Yeah, it's weird. It to be even. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, maybe uh, they're very spiritual and they've got one above that sits above <laughs> their head. I've done something incredible over the holidays. What to do? We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> it's true. I grew my nails. I've grown my fingernails. They're actually happening. I am a chronic nail biter. Mm-hmm. I've bitten my nails since I was a child. Mm. And I've like, through my life, I have absolutely had times where I've had nails. I've, I've managed to grow them and not bite them off. Mm. But particularly during COVID and all of the hand sanitizer, oh, yes. it gave me nails that are as brittle as a brittle thing. Like they are just completely falling apart. And the problem is that as soon as they get... A little bit of brittle, like, you know, if there's a little bit of a snag, or there's, then I destroy it, I right? Because I'm like, I'll just try and smooth that bit off, and then I bite all of my nails. But I noticed I do most of my nail biting at work. And in, in any particular situation? Generally or just in meetings. Gener- generally meetings. meetings. Why? Meetings. Why? And I've never really noticed, but then I've, it was pointed out to me. So colleagues in the past and now have been like, you're biting your nails, and they tend to point it out when I'm in a meeting. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Nothing good comes from meetings. <laughs> well, and, you know, because I was, I was trying to work out what makes someone a nail biter and what doesn't. Because mm. during COVID, you'd think it would be the one time I'd be like, 
stop putting your hands in your mouth. Yeah, right. Because it's yes, a problem. Yes, yes. They they reckon that most nail biting is due to preoccupation, boredom, tiredness, or a wish for simple comfort. Okay, so in our meetings, yes. which one of those are you in general? I, I'm going to go preoccupation, tiredness, boredom, or a wish for comfort. Tiredness. I'm going to probably tiredness. go with tiredness. Tired. I'm not bored by our meetings. Aren't you? No, because we have to use our brains in them. Do we? Well, I am. I don't know what you guys are doing. I'm, I'm watching you bite your nails. Yeah, preoccupied. Yeah. <laughs> Sigmund Freud said that it indicated some sort of fault in our psychosexual development. Oh, Freud. So I mean, come honestly, on, man. Like, can't it just be I've got a nail that I, it's annoying me, I want to bite it off? It's always got to be about that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell it, you what the trick is. What? The reason I've managed to grow them, because I didn't put that gross tasting stuff on there, because those of you who have bitten your nails for a while, you'll know that that you get used to the taste okay, and yeah. that doesn't become so gross anymore. Yeah. Um, it's having a nail file on you at all times. Really? Yeah, because now as soon as I get a little snag or as soon as it catches something or it's little, I file it. Right. And then I don't put it in my mouth and don't bite them instead. So oh, that's what's working. What Keeping a, a nail file it. with you all file the time. It. File that one away. It's always important to file yeah. it. File so, it. Or yeah. I need you guys to cancel meetings. Oh, oh, well. I'm days. prepared to try yeah, all of those things. Look, I don't want to say this is a crisis, but I still cannot find Promite. Oh, no. <laughs> How long have you been looking? Uh, oh, quite a long time now. Because you remember I, 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 I mm. made the admission that I'd sort of been cheating on Vegemite. Yes. And gone to Promite and was really enjoying it. Well, I'm, I'm back on Vegemite. And I, don't, I do love it. Well, the problem is you said it on air and other people went, maybe we should give Promite a go and its popularity soared. Yes. Is that what it is? And or now it's, it's just part buy. of the, I don't know if Pro, Promite's like you know, made in the Ukraine or something, but I can't get it. It's part of its shipping Promise problem. U- is it UK? That Promite well, comes Marmite, from? Well, Marmite, they, they love Oh, yeah, yeah, Marmite. Yeah. But it's not the only thing there's a shortage of, hey, right? I can't get over that, uh, that we're hearing about this potato shortage at the moment. Yeah. Potatoes of all the things in the world. Now, I like we've all grown up here in Perth mm-hmm. and remember years ago when there was all of that crap going on between uh, the government yes. and the WA Potato Board and uh, Tony Gallardi, the Spud King. We live in the state where the, the Spud King. King resides, yes. right? To give away potatoes. Yes. virtually because there was that many of them and yet we're facing a, a shortage um, and looking at things like uh, potato chips like crisps yes going up and for me like the the I go to the shops quite regularly to go and and get bags of potato chips right um, but from the freezer yeah because too. they're they're the emergency. They're I have three kids and can't be stuffed cooking thing. Have you done the mashed and potato that you can no, zap? It's no, brilliant. Really, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, well, I don't want you know we can't get it, but it's it's but really kids good. Kids don't want to eat mashed potato the same way they want to eat chips. No, no. I, I, chips I, I, I hear you. Thing. Hey, I hear you. the other day we went just looking, and I just could not believe that. Literally, there were none. There were absolutely none no. from top to bottom, left to right. There were none. There were no uh, poms noisettes. You know, the little oh, potato yeah. chips, yeah. none yeah. of those. There were sweet potatoes. No, thank you. No. I don't want sweet What's potato chips. Sweet potato? No, you don't want sweet potato chips. What a waste of time. they're healthier for you. Yeah, they are healthier. But if you're going to have a hot chip, what's yeah. the bloody point? And the weather on the East Coast is the problem, right? We, we've had a bumper season, apparently, but nationally, 
uh, because of all of the El Nino stuff uh, yeah. and flooding. And, and when the chips come back, they'll be sitting on the shelves for months because they'll be like $8 a pack and no one's going to pay that for chips. Oh, you'd be surprised. Not- I are people at the moment because yeah. people are a, a little bit flush with cash still. That's why we have inflation. I reckon they are happy to pay 7 or $8 for potato chips. Oh, really? God, no. Yeah, absolutely. Gonna, well, no. for the time being, just to get through this whole phase you that know, we're going through. You know you can get over the addiction you have for chips too. How? I learned my food coach. I had to get a food coach because I couldn't stop stuffing my face. And mm. she taught me this really interesting thing about it. She said, because your taste buds change in your mouth every 8 to 14 days, right? So sometimes it's only a week or so. Mm. And the thing with chips is that they have like the equivalent of like an MSG on them that makes them quite addictive, which yeah. is why you want to do the whole bag. And so she said, if you go eight days, seven or eight days without eating chips at all, then your body stops craving because the taste buds don't want it anymore. But as soon as you have another chip, you're back in, baby. Mm, Addiction full force. But if you can go eight days or so without chips, your body won't crave them anymore. I can't have those grain waves in the house. Oh, God, they're good. (laughs) I nail You can't just have one, can you? It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the corrugation of them, like the old asbestos fence that I used to have. Mm, I've got questions, though, Matt, because Promite uh, continues to be manufactured and primarily sold in Australia, despite being now owned by Mars in the US. So I don't know why you haven't got Promite. I don't either. Mm. It's doing my head in. Mm. Mystery. Pete, Matt and Kimber. Now, Kimber, uh, I'll say the, the name Gary Lineker. I don't expect you to know who that is. No, I don't think so. No. He's a former uh, England and Leicester City uh, striker, soccer. Oh, can't uh, believe I didn't know. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but he's become a really good television pundit on the BBC for the football, for the okay. soccer. Yeah, uh, and and very he's been doing it for quite a while now. So uh, he was doing his uh, normal FA Cup Saturday review of what what games are going on. And uh, something that he wasn't expecting to hear in the studio kicked off. Enough experience in the team. Okay. Right, well, we'll find out shortly. Uh, we've an FA Cup winners only policy in the studio tonight. And I don't know who's making that noise, but so Alan Shearer is on the commentary game. Oh, so that, that was a donkey. That was live. I think I heard a donkey. <laughs> Some wag had, uh, and I don't mean wife, a footballer's wife, I mean just a naughty person, had taped a mobile phone underneath Gary Lineker's studio chair right? and had played that or somehow made that audio come out while they were live. Right. While the cameras were rolling. And, you know, so it's a prank. Yeah, okay. And not a bad one. No, no, I mean, I mean well done. I mean, well you done. got away with it, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah, And so, you know, I don't, have you ever been really well pranked? Like, I, I wish I was a prankster because I like hearing prank stories, but I'm not someone who thinks of it. But I have got one particular friend who loves a prank and will go to any any effort to do so. Yeah. And he pranked me just on New Year's Eve because this is a regular thing in our friendship where... He came over for New Year's, few people over for drinks, and uh, it wasn't until about four or five days later, I found something in my bedroom underneath my books. I had like two or three books on my bedside table, and underneath them was a DVD that I was not expecting. Ah. And it was a a, a special DVD. Okay. <laughs> a pa- I love a patient prank. Someone who's prepared to he, wait he however long it takes. And you know, he's the kind of guy, if he leaves a prank, if he leaves something for you, he won't bring it up. No, he won't go to great. you a week later. 
Hey, did you find anything interesting in your room? He will just let it go. Oh, that's he's, good. It, he <laughs> will, that's good. He's, he, when we used to live together, he waited in my hallway for me in the dark for about 25 minutes <laughs> with a lightsaber. And when I walked into the house in the dark, he came running down the hallway scaring the bejesus out of me. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Give us your best prank. Have you ever been pranked? Have you ever done one? Um, all right, let's go to the phones here. We've got uh, Brett in Lockridge. You used to have a prank war at your old job, mate. Yeah, um, it was fun. It was back and forth. Uh, the piece de resistance was when Ikea was just mostly dirt land. A friend was parking there. And so we created a fake City of Stirling parking ticket. With <laughs> all over it was written, if you believe this is real, you're an idiot. Don't, you know, like things like that. But she still rang to find out how to pay the parking ticket. Oh, <laughs> wow. Fantastic. I mean, that's how those parking infringement places work, right? I think that's how they, they think that's their real tickets anyway. Yes. Uh, Janelle in Yanjabup, tell us about the prank. Oh, well, I was working in a pub and uh, as a hydrostatic technician, I had an apprentice playing jokes on me all day. Mm-hmm. So I let it go. End of my shift, I made up a big pile of um, gla- claggy glue, flour and water, yeah. grabbed a big roll of um, cling wrap, went out the car park, glued all around his car, and then wrapped the whole car in glad rope. Oh, that's oh. a big job. Oh, I tell you what, it was a joy. Since <laughs> <laughs> he'd been around the block, I built the block. Oh, well done, Janelle. Pete, Matt and Kimber. The Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blinds' huge New Year's sale where you'll save up to 40%. Shop now at abcblinds.com.au. Next 94.5.